0: Our readings today focus on mercy and forgiveness, and I think it's you know one of the most uh, important topics in a number of, of ways. Um, we can think of it theologically. The issue of forgiveness is so important because, you know, it's you know how can we how can we overcome our sin and have a relationship, a friendship, with God. So it's deeply important in that particular way. It's also important for relationships with other people, you know, because we offend against others and others offend against us, you know, and that's that's human life on a planet affected by original sin. And in a third way, I think it's really important just in the interior life for ourselves. Apart from what it does from our relationships with others, it's the importance of the act of forgiveness in our own in our own hearts, I saw on uh, I saw on Pinterest once uh, <laughs> a little quote. It was attributed to the Buddha. I have no idea if he said this, but anyway, said that uh, hatred is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I thought that was uh, sort of a great summary in a way. But it, it affects it affects uh, uh, so just sort of this broad range of, of things. So I want to I want to talk about mercy and, and forgiveness in in a couple of couple of ways. And the first thing is the need recognizing the need for mercy. You know, in in general, nobody likes looking at their own sins and being confronted. In a, in a real way with the, with what, with the, you know, the darkness inside, with the evil inside. It's not, it's not a pleasant experience. But I think it in some way explains why in our first reading from Sirach we hear, wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. Sinner hugs hatred and anger tight. Why? I think there are a couple of, a couple of reasons, um, I think in one sense, you know, if we are the ones who've been uh, hurt, it can give us a sense of power that sort of compensates for the fact that we weren't, you know, reality didn't go our way. And, you know, that sense of powerlessness is, is disturbing. It can lead to fear. And, and so there's a way that, that hatred gives a sense of, of being powerful. So it's a compensation in that way. But it's also, it's also a great way... Hatred and and anger are a great way of deflecting guilt. If I'm the victim, therefore I am not a victimizer. Now, of course, logically that's not true. You can be offended against by someone and also offend against them or others. So, logically, I mean, it's, it's not a strong case. But emotionally, it can be a very strong case. It can feel true that if I'm the victim here, well, I couldn't have done anything wrong. Easier and emotionally, it's easier to be the victim than the victimizer. To know your guilt. This is the great incentive not to look at our sins. But our sins are there. And one of the things about, I think, being uh, being a Christian and being aware of God's love, is also in a way a deeper awareness of sin. And, and I think they're directly related, because the more that we realize God loves us, the more we realize how we are not repaying that love in full. You know, it, there's something, there's a disharmony in the relationship, and it's not on God's side. And so the more that you know the love of God, the more you become aware that, ugh, I, I have a lot to repay, and, and, and I failed. You know, it's, uh, what I find is there's an easy tendency to kind of lower the standard. Instead of looking, well, how much has God loved me, all right, and how have I compared to that, much easier to think, well, I'm not Hitler, so I must be doing okay. You know? Could be worse. Could be worse. I could be so-and-so, or such-and-such, you know? But I think there's a, there's a great quote by the, the Lutheran pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who... Uh, died because of, of his defiance of Hitler. And in his commentary on the Psalms, he said, On the cross, Jesus puts to death the idea that our sins don't matter. If it took the death of the Son of God to fix it, it has to be a big deal. And I think it's so crucial to to own our sins. You know, I remember when I was teaching high school, I had this student, we'll call him Fred. And Fred was kind of a goof. um, And Fred liked to play games on his iPad in the middle of class. And Fred was not good at hiding this. So Fred got a lot of detentions from me. and, you know, it seemed like the first few times, invariably, Fred would come up after class. Oh, Father, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. I, I got this practice today. Oh, I didn't, I wasn't really doing, it was just for a second. My friend sent me a text, blah, you know, it's never his fault. And after a couple of times of this, <laughs> he came up to her class and I just kind of grabbed him by the shoulders and like, Fred, Fred, listen to me. I am honestly worried about you. I don't care that you're really looking at stuff in class, you know, whatever. That doesn't really bother me. But I'm really worried about you. You've got to take responsibility for your sins. You've got to own it, you know? And and it scares me that you're not. And I think he actually took that to heart because the next time that he goofed off in class and I gave him a detention, he came up after class and he said, Father, I'm not going to ask you to not give me a detention. I, I'm not going to make an excuse. He said, "I just I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And I was so moved. I don't think I gave him a detention that time. Uh, (laughs) I was, I was just so thrilled that, that he owned it, you know, and, and, and just took responsibility for that. Um, Even that was enough to move my cold heart. But we need forgiveness. We need forgiveness. I want to take a a minute here to say what forgiveness is not, because I think it's a very, uh, this is something I deal with all the time, especially in confession, that, that there's uh, confusing ideas out there about what forgiveness uh, is. Forgiveness is not, you know, when Jesus says you have to forgive your brother from the heart, he's not saying that you, you know, you have to say, oh, it was no big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal, and he's not saying, well, you just have to make a bunch of excuses for their behavior. He doesn't say that either, and he doesn't say, well, you have to pretend it didn't hurt. Of course, it hurt, and. He doesn't say, "Well, you have to pretend that you're over it and it doesn't bother you." Forgiveness, forgiveness is a choice. It's an act. It's not a mood. It's a choice, and that's what Jesus asked for. And we know that when we, we go to someone asking for forgiveness, when we go to God asking for forgiveness, we're not saying, "Hey, could you just like pretend this wasn't like that bad?" That's not what you mean when you go for, for asking for forgiveness you go asking for forgiveness cuz you know i screwed up we both know i screwed up it was bad and i'm sorry so that brings us to well what is forgiveness if it's none of those other things if it's not making excuses or pretending or you know saying it's no big deal what is forgiveness Give you fifteen seconds to think in your own mind what is forgiveness? So, forgiveness in a theological sense is. Loving someone and desiring for the best for them, even when they have forfeited the right to your love because of their sins. The Cliff Notes version is, giving someone the love that they need, but they don't deserve. That's That's what forgiveness means. I'm going to continue to love someone, to want the best for them, even if they've hurt me. Now I should say it's not the same as, as reconciliation because you can't reconcile with someone who's hurt you if, if they're not asking for forgiveness. Forgiveness is just about what you're, what you're doing to them. Reconciliation is when the other person is in on it as well. That is really what forgiveness is about, that when you look at someone, what you see is not the sin defining them and defining your reaction to them. And that's why when we talk about God forgiving, it's that he chooses to love us, chooses to give his goodness to us, to his life to us, even though he knows we don't deserve it. And this brings us to the, I think, the central question of the gospel today. Why do we need to give mercy in order to get it? This appears all over in the scriptures in the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. So why do we need to give it in order to get it? And I think what it really comes down to is this. When we believe that God is the ultimate reality, the ultimate foundation of all things, and when we believe that we've sinned against him we forfeited our our right to his love tossed it aside and when we believe that reality, God, has responded by choosing to love us anyway just because we asked for it then we can no longer believe that the only thing that exists at the foundation of reality is justice that there's something about God which is unfairly generous that that's that's the, at the at the foundation of all things because it's it's about who God is and, and how it relates to us. He's unfairly generous, and so if we believe that, if we really believe that, that has to if that's our view of God, it also has to change our view then of human relations. And that means we must be unfairly generous to others. And to give them the things that they don't deserve, and when we refuse to do that when we think, oh, yes, God is very generous and forgiving, but I'm not going to forgive because I don't have to, because that's that's not right. Do we really believe that God, that God is generous? Or do we believe that when we go and ask God for forgiveness, that God is simply being just, that he's simply giving us what we deserve? And if we believe that, then we actually don't really have the humility to accept God's forgiveness at all. And so I think that's, that's as I've been reflecting, part of the reason, I'm sure there are many reasons, but I, I think that's one of the key reasons why we must forgive that we might be forgiven. That we recognize that that's how reality ultimately works. And by ultimately reality, we mean God, He who is. And it seems, in a sense, sort of wrong or odd. But as the great British writer G.K. Chesterton said, to love, in the supernatural sense, to love means loving the unlovable. And to forgive means pardoning the unpardonable. Loving the unlovable, pardoning the unpardonable. And things are unlovable, and unpardonable in a world where there's only justice and there's no mercy, where there's no, no unfair generosity on God's part. And that's not that's not the world that Chesterton believed in. And so, when when someone asked him, why are you becoming Catholic, he said, because I want my sins forgiven, because I want my sins forgiven. And this has, this has, you know, real consequences, the choice not to receive forgiveness. And there's an old principle, nemo dot quod non habet, in Latin, which means nobody gives what he does not have. So if you're not getting mercy, you're probably not going to be giving it. And I think of a young man I know who approached me once and, and he told me, um, you know, that he had been... He'd been offered an opportunity for confession, and, and, and he would go regularly to confession, but he'd been offered an opportunity for confession, and he knew he needed to go, and he didn't go. And he, he told me that after that, he, started, he, he noticed something. So this is what he brought to me and I I got the confession story later and he said, you know, Father, I'm having this thing, you know, he's like, sometimes I'll I'll joke around with my friends, you know, oh God, we should kill so-and-so. Yeah, what a jerk, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, normally we don't, we don't mean it. We're just totally joking. There's no intent whatsoever. But he said, recently, I've been really thinking about it and I'm noting this, noticing this inside of me, like, and it's kind of scary. And so i asked him you know about confession and this is when i found out he wasn't he wasn't going i said dude you can't give what you don't have and if you're not receiving jesus's mercy you're not going to be able to forgive it he said what should i do i said go to confession (laughs) it's kind of obvious go to confession if you're having trouble giving mercy to others go get some yourself And I think, just sort of as a, a final comment here, you know, blessed are the merciful. That's fine. <laughs> I think last week or two weeks ago, I, I, I mentioned um, uh, cancel culture, and I just think you know we we can talk about forgiveness. And, and receiving forgiveness and giving it on an individual level, but it also has real societal implications. When there are not enough people in society who know about God's love, you get people who can't can't face their own sins. When they can't do that, they can't they can't forgive the sins of others because they can't recognize in some way that you who did this terrible thing are like me. You can't have that recognition. It just you can't get there when when you when you think there's no remedy for it and so the things that we talk about today you know we're talking about personal morality but but personal morality has societal effects receiving god's love or not receiving god's love ripples out into society and that's why I think it's so important for for Christians to bring that good news to people again the news of God becoming man of God, forgiving sins. We need need to hear this again. So I'll leave you with one of the great verses from the Gospel of John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever so believed in him might not perish, but might have everlasting life.